0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the State New Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Matry. With me today, Switch to Toronto, Colton Road, as always, on Fridays. Um, we promise there will not be a three-and-a-half-hour weather delay during this podcast. Uh, we can't promise that. I mean, we're inside. I can promise that. <laughs> um, so let's quickly talk Penn State. Uh, obviously, there was a huge weather delay in the game, um, but... Michigan State won. They got the upset. Uh, Colton, I know that you were kind of in the stands for the second half after the delay. What what did you kind of see when you were there, like, just as a fan? Like, what was so, that?
1: yeah, so the delay actually allowed me to see some of the game. Um, I uh, I got there about, like, a little late in the, the third quarter, um, probably midway, and really the, the thing that got to me was the, the offense— uh, Brian Lewerke, once again, threw for 400 yards. This is the second straight, ga- uh, second straight game that he's done that. Uh, it looked like his receivers were clicking. You know, he was throwing a Felton Davis uh, in the clutch moments. He was throwing a Hunter Rise and Cody White. All three of those collectively. There's probably another one of throw in there, too. Um, they all just came together. You know, it really looked like the offense was clicking, and that's what really got to the, especially at the, the, the game-winning drive when Lewerke set up a cog and field goal. It really just all collectively came together, and that's what really stood out to me. Um, you know, the, how the defense stood together, and uh, David Dow had the interception, and just stuff like that, you know, when, when it came down to the clutch moments, you know, we talk about the youth on this team, we talk about how they respond, like, will they be able to handle the pressure? And so far, you know, they've been able to handle that pressure, it it's really interesting to see how the defense also is so strong in there.
0: Yeah, sushi you wrote about kind of how clutch she was in your column this week, like, what do you, what do you think? Like, I'm, how, how clutch do you think this team is?
2: Yeah, uh I obviously wrote about it. I mentioned it on last week's pro- podcast as well. I think that is something that should be kinda of celebrated by MSU fans in the sense that Lawerky and the offense has really has really, I guess, kicked it into second gear, it seems like, especially down the stretch. I mean Lawerke after post game I asked him what what's it like? Is the mindset change, is the mentality change. And he says no, it's just kind of the same. Uh nothing really nothing really changes for the MSU offense, but I think that's very I don't think that's very true. Um, I kind of wrote that about on my column as well, in the sense that it, it does really seem like there is that second gear there. The MSU offense kind of takes it to a whole other level, especially when it matters more. I mean, yeah. uh, you have to kill four or five there against a, a missed Penn State defense uh, last game, and obviously, you go 10 plays. You might have gotten a little bit fortunate with the roughing the passer penalty, but overall, they got the job done, and I think that, that really counts for something, especially against, you know, with them.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember can't remember if I mentioned this, this is last week or the week before, but it almost feels like MSU's offense during the second and third quarter is not the same unit that's out there in the fourth quarter. Um,
2: yeah, uh, it, I would say, I would agree with you absolutely, especially looking at Northwestern a week ago. But this Penn State game, it really showed how... Because I guess putting it into perspective a little bit, Lewerke had 57 passing attempts against Northwestern, but that included three overtime, triple overtime. Whereas Lewerke, against Penn State, he, he had 56 pass attempts. So you... And that was all obviously in regulation. So there was kind of a concerted effort to, I guess, pass the ball. Um, D'Antonio kind of talks about it every week in the sense that MSU tries to be balanced. They try to have both. They try to run the ball, obviously, and pass the ball because the of run, then starts the pass, all that kind of football, football coach speak. Whereas they they really aired it out this week and. I, um, from my perspective, I think Dave Warner did a great job calling it. I mean, he just kept passing it over and over again. There were a couple, you know, questionable ones. I remember before the delay, a lot of people were like, what was that one third down play? I want to say LJ Scott. Or like, it was like a sweet play or something. And then what? It was just going nowhere on like third and two. And I really saw the drive. That, I mean, that really saw the promising drive. Um, but overall, I would say, yeah, I mean, there. Lurkey did pass it 56 times. So there was kind of this effort to. I
0: guess, open up the playbook a little bit. Yeah, I mean, MSU's wide receivers, I think, have been the biggest surprise this year. Not because I thought this group would be bad. I just truthfully didn't know anything. They were just super young, and they're going to rely on a quarterback who has some experience, like the work he was. started four games last year, played four games last year. Yeah. So it's just like that unit is like questionable to me just because I wanted to see, and it's I've been impressed by the way that they've played. Just the youth has been fantastic. There's 18 and 19 year old guys out there just playing fantastic. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Michigan State doesn't lose in the rain. Fascinating (laughs) enough. Um,
2: Unfortunately for MSU fans, I believe it is clear on Saturday against MSU.
0: Um, But speaking of Ohio State, they lost to Iowa when the Big Ten sort of just cannibalized itself the whole weekend um, and just sabotaged anyone that isn't Wisconsin's chances at making a playoff. Uh, But what do you think of Ohio State? I mean, obviously they lost to Iowa, but Iowa's not... I was not a bad team. I was the team that like. I was number twenty now, so that's yeah, that's a I pretty mean, decent one for me. Plus, team. Iowa's like program history is to just have an annoying win that just ruins things for someone else. That's just kind of what they do. So
2: I will say, um, I think one thing that people really are noticing is that James. There, there was that one stat where James Franklin was like zero and nine, zero and ten now on the road against AP top twenty-five teams or something. That's no longer true because he beat Iowa on the road. So I, I'm sure that I'm sure that stat has like the. Played them at that moment, kind
0: of. Yeah, I've never understood. Yeah. I what know. what those stats mean in yeah. terms of like because rankings change so frequently. Um, but. just like, saying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, um, I don't want to. I don't want to get into playoff implications and yeah, what MSU yeah. needs to do to make the playoff. If. We already kind of did
2: that, and it wasn't very pretty. So.
0: Yeah, I mean. Plus, it's all going to be for nothing if they lose this weekend. Yeah. I much. mean, if MSU wins this weekend, then we'll probably come back next yeah. week and line out what exactly needs to happen, which would still be chaos. Yeah. Um, but as far as the matchup goes, obviously the two players that stick out on Ohio State are going to be JT Barrett, who MSU fans are super familiar with. He's played MSU um, three times. His best performance against MSU was his freshman year. 2014,
2: um, a long time ago. Yeah. I was still in high school.
0: Yeah, I was not. I'm (laughs) old. Um, But he just... MSU has struggled trying to contain his his running attack before. And then the other player is uh, Nick Bosa, younger brother of Joey Bosa, who was on Ohio State before and has been just fantastic for them and looks exactly like Joey Bosa. Have you seen him? Obviously, Joey Bosa looks like five years older, but they're the same person.
2: Yeah, I mean, they are brothers after all. Well, no, but, like, they
0: look like twins. They're looking more than brothers. (laughs) Um,
2: I think the fact that they're both very muscular has something to do with that.
0: Probably. Um, So, uh, Colton, where do you want to start first? Like, what is the bigger problem for MSU this week? Is it Bosa or Barry? I think,
1: honestly, it's both, you know, collectively. If you look at the... You look at the rankings and the, the statistics. Uh, scoring wise, the Buckeyes are first in the, uh, in the conference and then fifth in the, the FBS. And then you, you look at the, the, t- uh, the total offense, they're still the same thing first in the conference, I think uh, fourth in the nation, or yeah, fourth in the nation total offense. And then also the passing offense. They're first in conference once again and 16th in the nation. But then if you look at the rushing offense, it's still dominant, but it's just second in the conference, 20th in the nation. So honestly, you know, you look at both of those, they're just a two headed monster there. I think uh, the defense last week did a really good job in um, containing Saquon Barkley. Uh, I think it was like 64 yards they held him to. Yeah, so. wow,
0: I was wrong. I thought that Saquon Barkley was going to cement his Heisman game, and it looks like Baker Mayfield did that instead.
1: Yeah, so. It was really, you know, that the being able to contain them. I think they'll be able to contain the the Russian attack, but it's just going to be how they can do it through the air. Michigan State has has given up some some plays through the air, some big chunk plays. You know. Sometimes, you know, it it could have been worse. You know, if you look at uh, what was it Bowling Green, they had a lot of those uh, go routes, you know, and he was overthrowing the receivers that could have turned into the bigger games. Uh, but how they can I think the passing game, you know, I, I, I'm confident that the Spartans can stop the run, but how they can get it through the air is going
0: to be... Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's going to be interesting to see what that personnel group looks like, because Josh Butler won't be there this weekend. Um, obviously, thoughts with his family as he lost his father, um, but he's he's been, like, the third quarterback usually, right? Yeah, behind the lane. Lane, the yeah, but mm-hmm. is this, so he's been playing a little bit of nickel.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Um, especially when you know uh, opposing teams go wide receiver heavy. Yeah. Four, four or five. Uh, Joshua loses.
0: So who's game. who do you think will step in for?
2: It'll probably have to be Tyson Smith. I'm assuming. Okay. He's kind of the next man up on the two b Yeah.
0: So. Um, have you? How has he played so far this year? I mean, obviously, he has that big interception. He, yeah. I don't think he's really. I don't really think he's able, played recently. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he's
2: really played that much in recent games to really be able to say anything. He is a junior though, so and MSU really has that. Kind of the I mean, in football, does isn't a coach speak, but they have that mother, uh, next man up mentality, so I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, one matchup I am looking forward to is Lewerke versus that very mediocre Ohio State secondary. And I think that's really big because, obviously, we mentioned it in a sense that obviously Nick Bosa, they have four pretty decent DNs. I believe two of them are seniors. One might leave for the NFL and obviously Bosa. And so another, a big thing, too, is that they've kind of been, they have all the keys to be able to stop the run. Um, the linebackers, arguably, they're okay. They were supposed to come up with a lot of hype, but they've been kind of meh. But they have their front seven. What I'm trying to say is pretty decent. So how Lewerke and the wide receivers and all those guys are able to sling the ball again for that third straight game against Ohio State, um, I think it's going to be kind of the predictor. I guess. Yeah,
0: I mean, should. Penn State's a good team. The and uh, MSU was able to pass all over them. I mean, yeah. I. At some point, we're gonna have to stop being surprised by MSU having a solid passing attack. But, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, that's something obviously we want to look at too, just because Lurkey is mobile, so he should be able to somewhat avoid Bosa if he gets in the backfield. So he's gonna have to make a lot of, and he's been pretty good throwing on the run. Um,
2: I think I think a big thing too is that he's he's really developing the the chemistry with the wide receivers, especially when the play play breaks down and Lurkey is scrambling. There is kind of like this chemistry aspect to it where the White House w- w- kind of have to scramble themselves and go get open. Yeah. Especially, you know, in man to man or zone coverage. And, I mean, Coach Samuel kind of has spoken about this a couple of weeks ago. He's He was really talking about how there are some things that you can and can't do as a wide receiver, obviously. I won't go into specifics too much. But, yeah, there. he has kind of developed that rapper. I, w- I want to say there's that one third downplay of Felton Davis. Um, he was actually covered, in the work he scrambled. This is. Davis had at least, like, four or five third-down conversions. But it was one play where Lewerke scrambled and Davis kind of just found the pocket where the defense wasn't really marking him. And then he just kind of picked up the first down. And that was, I want to say, in the third or fourth quarter. So it, it feels like every week they're they're learning more and more how to play with each other. Yeah. You know, the moment that Lewerke was able to be healthy again, the wide receivers are working with him, uh, Edson Lewerke, uh almost immediately uh, last year, last December, was with healthy. So they, they've had a lot of time. What I'm trying to say is they've had a lot of time through spring ball, through everything, to really develop that chemistry with the rookie, and that that's really gonna be, I think, the key yeah. in this game against I feel today. like I've heard
0: before that um, for defensive backs, the hardest thing about like coverage is when the pocket sort of breaks apart and yeah. just people stop running their routes. I've heard that is the most the hardest thing to defend. So, um, so obviously, gee, yeah. I'm not a college cornerback, <laughs> so I can't say if that's true or not. But I have heard that a few times. Yeah,
2: especially just because there at that point there is no like structure. Because I mean, once you watch film, all that kind of stuff, you generally kind of know what's up. Um, especially if you, feel obviously like I mentioned, if you watch film a lot, but when, once that just kind of breaks down, there there really isn't just a chaos element to it. And you just can't predict what's gonna happen. So
0: yeah, um, I'm excited to see sort of it's gonna be an interesting test for MSU, who's passed most of the tests that we've had this year. Um, Colton, is there anything else you want to keep an eye on?
1: Um, I want to see you know Michigan State really hasn't. Had those big games in terms of running. They, you know, they they ran the ball when they had to, and it's it's turned out really well, uh, for the most part. You know, earlier in the season, Mark Dantonio was talking about you know not being able to efficiently run the ball, and he wanted to do that more. And then over time, he started to say, you know, we have this many yards, but if you look at it, we ran the ball this many times too. But you know, I'm totally fine with running the ball as many times as we have to. So I'm gonna see. I think they've only had. The one, maybe two games over 100 yards. Um, so I think if they want to kind of seal this and jump ahead in terms of beating Ohio State, I think they can run the ball, and I want to see if they'll be able to do it against
0: yeah. Ohio State. I mean, they're, who is um, who is Bosa lined up over? Who is he supposed to – which tackles he he line up over?
2: Uh, that's a very good question. Who are the two tackles right now? Luke can no. – Sorry.
0: Excuse me. Colts, is a left
2: tackle – and the Right tackle, I believe, is Luke Campbell.
0: Okay, I'm not
2: sure which tackle. Think, he's going
0: up I think he goes. I think he's gonna go up against Chewens. Okay. I um, think he usually comes off the blind side.
2: Ohio State does run four, like four. They have, like I mentioned, they have four DNs, so they rotate them in. Yeah. And all, all four of them are pretty good. Obviously, both of like, are not at world level. But when I was talking to the OSU guy, he was talking about one guy he might leave early for the NFL. So that that's who? His, uh, who is it? Um, let me double check.
0: All right. Um,
2: I think it was Sam Hubbard.
0: Okay. I'm not sure. Uh is there anything else that um who who did you talk to and it's with the landhorn? Is that the lantern. Lantern, okay. Who and uh, who exactly were you were you talking with the Ohio State beat reporter?
2: The sports editor, Colin Has Hill.
0: Colin has Hill. Uh you can check that out on state as I try and buy Sweechi some time to I'm pretty sure I might look it up.
2: Decently sure Sam Hubbard. I might be way off. So. What else
0: did um what else did they say about this Ohio State team? Like I mean they're probably gonna be pretty disappointed coming into this yeah, game absolutely. they've got to be in a weird mindset
2: um, one thing he did mention when I was kind of going picking apart his a little bit is that OSU is, is really in uncharted territory for the first time in the college football playoff because every single year in, in the CFP era at least Ohio State has really had that at least had an outside chance of being in the top four and now that's basically that I mean, even in twenty fifth, or excuse me, in twenty fourteen, they still had only one loss, and obviously they stopped by. I think
0: by. this. I think this is the year that you get a two loss team in the really? in the playoffs. I think that the, yeah. I mean, I know that's never obviously because oh that's never happened before, but like yeah, the I CFP guess. is like four years old. Like I mean, it's not. That's true.
2: There, there really aren't any recognizable patterns yet that we can really type, like dissect, and especially yeah. because Ohio State was really a, a little bit of an outlier last year. Um, when they didn't win a conference championship, Penn State won that. They were Penn State was eleven and two though, and obviously Ohio State was eleven one with a great wrestling yeah.
0: Still, I know I know we sort of t- said that we weren't going to talk about MSU's playoff chances, but when you look at MSU's two losses, you have an overtime loss against Northwestern, who just triple overtime, triple overtime, loss, triple overtime loss to Northwestern, who just doesn't lose in overtime. I mean, and number yeah. 25 now. and yeah. now they're ranked. Yeah. Like that's not Quality that lost, loss. Boys. Yeah, <laughs> and then you've got Notre Dame, who will probably be one of the teams ahead of them. I don't know. I just feel like those are not horrendous losses. It's That's, no
1: doubt, yeah, like a good loss, you know. It's, it's if there you is look such a thing, and you say, "Wow, this is <laughs> this is a good loss," yeah, as you say, quote unquote. Um, I, I just think that you you look at the top four, you look at the teams. Uh, I I just honestly, I, even if Michigan State wins out, wins Big Ten championship. I, I think it'd be kind of hard, uh, just for them to get in. You know, just looking at Georgia, looking at Alabama. You know, yeah. North, there's Notre Dame sneaking in there.
0: And, there's a route, but it involves Alabama losing twice. I think, um, which would be I mean, astounding. Who
1: knows? That, that still
2: might happen. They still have to play Auburn. Yeah. An Auburn game and is like they would hard. have to lose to Auburn and Georgia. Yeah, um, I mean, that's not inconceivable. Clemson
0: and Miami would have to cannibalize themselves a little bit. Uh, and then the Big 12 is the Big 12, so whatever the Big 12 wants to happen is yeah. not going to happen, just because. <laughs> Poor
2: Big 12. They, they have just have the worst
0: karma. Game. Yeah, they added a championship game, so all that means is that Oklahoma's going to lose in the championship game.
2: Another thing, too, is that they only have 10 teams, so it's just like, you have to play Ronald Robin anyway, Yeah. And then you play the do
0: championship you, game. Do you want to go play Iowa State in the, big t- in the Big 12 championship game? No,
2: absolutely not. That's a decent team there. They have a decent defense over there. They have, they have like,
0: three top 10 wins.
2: TCU and Oklahoma.
0: And Oklahoma State.
2: Oh, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they lost to Iowa, though. So that's a decent one for Iowa. Yeah. And
0: then
2: that makes MSU look better, because Iowa's
0: 20th now. MSU doesn't play yeah. Iowa, though. MSU played Iowa. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, and then... One We're taping this very early. Uh, I'd argue, no, but then I'm the one that overslept, so never mind.
0: And you got me sick.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, that's not true. Um,
0: okay, so... Let's move into the picks for this week. Obviously, I don't think there's that much more we can say. It's, we, just have, we have a lot of questions that we don't have the answers to, and I think we'll find the answers on Saturday. So, I mean, I don't want to sit here and try and predict things that we don't honestly know what's going to happen. Uh, let's open Unless, up a, do you guys have anything you want to add? Uh,
2: not really. I just want to open up the pick section by saying I was right last week. MSU did upset Penn State. I had a. There were a lot of double-digit losses for MSU, and I was right.
0: If that's the case, I also would like to announce that I was right and Rutgers won.
2: Uh, for the record as well. You picked Minnesota to win. So. What? I mean, you picked Minnesota to win. I did pick Minnesota to win. That Minnesota to win. That's fair.
0: <laughs> that's not that wrong.
2: I do enjoy when my hot takes are correct, and I can tell Twitter about it.
1: <clears throat>
0: the only thing you care about. All right. Yeah, that is the only thing. Uh, leading the way in the picks is Colton who's had a couple of really good weeks you're at 19 and 18 you're the only one who's over 500 uh, right.
2: I feel like I should get double points right. but it's okay uh, actually no
0: wait hold on I'm looking at last week's Colton you're at 22 and 21 you're still leading the way uh, I am at nineteen and twenty two and Soichi, you had a really good week last week, but you're still sixteen and twenty six. <laughs>
2: yeah. Sixteen and twenty
0: six. Um is my number though. So uh Colton, if you have to slide out for class, like go ahead. Um uh so let's start with Rutgers and um uh Penn State. They are uh Oh my god. Rutgers is a thirty one point underdog.
2: Whoa at Penn State. You know Rutgers are three and three in the big ten. Isn't
0: wild? Did not. No. They're that.
2: like Five four. four and five, I think. Wow. So wow indeed.
0: Alright. So Colton, who you got? Ruckers. Ruckers? Yeah, Rutgers. I'm
2: gonna take Ruckers.
0: Ruckers? Do I take Ruckers for back-to-back weeks?
2: Playing with fire. Though. Yeah,
0: I don't think Penn State is gonna beat any team by 31 points this week. I think that they'll win by like 17. Fair um.
2: Enough. It is also a heavy belly, but.
0: Uh, all right, Indiana-Illinois, two teams battling for their first Big Ten win. Uh, Indiana. Indiana is a eight-point um, eight favorite. Indiana is. I'll
2: take Indiana.
0: So we, uh, Indiana. Gold. 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 Indiana, all right, I am going to take Illinois to try and pick up some ground. Um, Minnesota is a two-and-a-half-point uh, favorite against Nebraska.
2: Minnesota.
0: It's a, it's, it is in Minnesota.
2: Is that the Broken Pits? Is is it? Isn't that
0: Wisconsin-Nebraska? It
2: might be
0: Wisconsin-Nebraska. It's bringing red teams Um. Alright, Colton, who you got? Nebraska. Nebraska, alright. I am going to also take Nebraska. Um, Iowa is a 12.5 point underdog to Wisconsin.
2: Really? I'm going to take Iowa. It's in
0: Wisconsin. I'm going to take Iowa. All right. Colton, who you got? Wisconsin. Wisconsin? I'm also going to take Wisconsin. I don't think it's Wisconsin's fault that they haven't played anyone. I think that they're really good. They just haven't played anyone, and that's not their fault.
2: Iowa might be good, though. You don't yeah. hang 55 on a wild state and not be at least decent, in my opinion.
0: I don't know, man. College football is weird, that's and then, like, people weird. can just go on runs, and, like, next thing you know, you're down 30 points.
2: Iowa has a decent resume, though, which is the number 20.
0: All right, uh, Michigan is a 17-point uh, favorite over Maryland. In Maryland.
2: Get back to me. I'm trying to think about this. Actually, I'll just go Maryland. All right. Uh,
0: Colton, who you got? Maryland. All right, I am going to take uh, Michigan. And then Purdue, four and a half point dogs to Northwestern.
2: I will take Purdue. I feel like my is kind of due for a disappointment game. But I'm also in last place and don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> there's
0: that. Um, I'm going to take uh, Purdue as well. And then lastly, MSU. Um, I grabbed this line uh, this morning, oh Thursday morning, but I know that this line's wrong. It opened up at 16.5. I've seen it at fourteen. But uh, right now, we're just going to go with what it opened at. 16 and a half. MSU is a 16 and a half point underdog at Ohio State. Jeez. Um, Suichi, what do you got?
2: I will take MSU, and I will take them to win again. I got to double down. Double down my hot takes. All right. So I'll be on Twitter again if MSU wins. And if MSU loses, I'll just leave Twitter forever. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I might root for MSU to lose. <laughs> I just don't want you on Twitter anymore. <laughs> um, Colton, who you got?
1: I got Ohio State or uh, Michigan State to win and beat
0: Ohio. State. Ooh, okay.
1: That's my hot take.
0: Wow. Any like I'm surprised. I'm, I'm not. I'm not surprised, but
1: I just, I, I just to play. both
0: both you guys saying to cover and win. You guys haven't really agreed about this team before. Like, you've had my like you haven't really been all in together before. I don't think have you?
2: I'm not really all in. I'm just here for the chaos that is college football.
1: Well, from my from my understanding or from my point and to support myself. I said Michigan State was going to lose tri- uh, three possessions to Penn State. I will say so,
2: that. I do remember that.
1: So, I'm here now to satisfy and get split 50-50 and say Michigan State's going to win. So, if, so if MSU loses by three possessions to
2: Ohio State, you know, MSC fans know who to blame. Both of them would. See what happens. <laughs> All
0: right. Um, I think... I think is going to cover. I don't think they're going to win. So I'm taking MSU, but... Yeah, because I, I don't know. This is like a 10-point game. I don't think that... I don't think that Mark D'Antonio loses big games like this by more than two possessions.
2: MSU also hasn't played a Big Ten game. Or hasn't ended a Big Ten game. Uh, every game, every Big sorry, every Big Ten game has been by one possession so far. So take that with a grain of uh, salt.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Those, that's just a weird stat anomaly to me. Um,
2: they just close well teams. for the six
1: too have been decided by uh field goal or less. But in the Ohio State yeah.
0: series too. Oh the Ohio State series? Yeah, that's true. These games have been really competitive recently. Um
1: especially even last year. It was a like seventeen sixteen
0: game. Yeah, I think it's gonna be close. It's gonna be real cold, isn't it? What the
1: hell happened? Yeah, I think I looked at the the weather a couple days like, ago. It's like 30s. it's gonna be cold. Like I wanna be nice and warm in the press box, but
0: I wanna be nice and warm on my couch.
1: In terms of the Let's check. Let's do a little AccuWeather. We should get a um, plug by that and get paid for advertising. But um, <laughs> so Saturday, um, thirty-nine degrees in Columbus, Ohio. That's not too bad. High at thirty-nine, low at twenty-eight. Partly sunny and chilly. I was outside. It was twenty-five last night. And unfortunately for Michigan State fans, precipitation three percent chance.
0: All right. Well. If you want more of Colton and Sweetie reading the weather, we can start doing that as a daily a daily video on the state news website if there's enough demand for it. That's the state news right? I can't imagine that there's going to be that much of a demand for it. Um, all right. Thanks for listening this week. We'll be back next week. Sorry for the short one, but we just didn't really have that much to say this week. Um, if you're driving to Ohio State, be safe. Drive safe. Um, Ooh, email me if
2: you're listening for some reason. If you're tailgating, just email me so we can get you
0: on a video. Bye-bye. Uh. Your name's impossible to spell. What's your email? All
2: right, just uh, S. Suicchi. at S. State News. Dot. Com. State News. All right. That's
0: not too bad. That's easier than spelling suichi. You do C Wood too. Or C Wood. C Wood. Yeah. C Wood. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Easy. Wow. That is.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Um. Thanks so much for watching, listening. To Drive safe. Uh. We'll catch you next week on the State News Sports Podcast. Oh, make sure you check out State News.com.